0: Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the traveling puckering idiot, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am back uh, again. I actually am in uh, Wayne Manor at the moment in the studio of Evil, where I do all my eviling and uh, all of my wonderful things that I I do. Uh, I, of course, have a a huge cup of coffee this morning. I have uh, my water. I have my nice bubbler filled with grand papi's medicine some nice good green here already getting going um welcome again thank you guys for joining me for another week uh, if you're brand new to the show welcome thank you for uh, thank you for checking it out uh, I met a lot of people over the last few weeks at some conventions and and, and events and uh, hopefully uh, I got we got some new listeners here checking it out and I, I appreciate it uh, very 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 much first of all up top apologies guys I'm so sorry Last week, uh, the episode did not go up. Uh, we were on the road. I was on the road with Nick P for two weeks uh, straight, and for whatever reason, we just couldn't get it up there. See, sometimes like the hotels, the, the internet sucks, or it's not fast enough to upload, and we record a bunch of stuff, and then I have to, you know, set posts at you know, post different times. I, it, no excuses, guys. We missed it, but, but. I'm here today. Uh, again, I know this is coming out on Tuesday, come, should come out on Monday. My, my traveling kind of uh, messed it up a little bit here, but I am here now to give you a double-double episode um, that's going in to include two overviews of both the cons that I was just at and, uh, and some other special things. But right up top, I have to say shout-out to... All of my Patreon people, thank you guys so, so much. You are amazing. You're wonderful. Um, It truly means so much to me. I don't even know if I can quantify it in words, but uh, especially with all the traveling that I'm doing right now, my Patreon helps me tremendously. So thank you guys from really, truly the bottom of my heart. Uh, If anybody out there wants to check out my Patreon, you want to support me further, just go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. There are uh, several tiers that you can choose from, um, for your monthly donation. And you get all kinds of stuff every, every, uh, uh, month with that. And, and what comes with the tiers, and all that kind of stuff. But every single tier, regardless of what you sign up for, you get access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, uh, in which I speak to artists of all kinds, all kinds of people that I meet all over the the world and, and country. And, uh, a lot of them are done in my hotel rooms, some of them are done over Skype, but I talk to the awesome people that I meet all around the world, and we are up to, uh, we're in the 80s of episodes on those guys, so... Um you get access to that every single week, plus all the back episodes, plus everything else I put on my Patreon wall. I do a lot of videos of songs and stuff, different things that I do. So, please, if you'd like to throw your old uncle Johnny Wayne here a couple extra bucks, go to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers. You'll be glad you did. I'll be glad you did, and I think we all will be happy that we're glad. Now, thank you guys so much. Anyway, moving forward, um, yeah, I've been on the road for the last couple weeks, so. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier on the show, uh, last, you know, maybe the last, uh, couple episodes that, that this big, you know, the rest of the year, once it hit was going to be a huge amount of travel. And that is true. Um, I'm only even home right now. I'm here at, at Wayne Manor because I had to make a stop back in Houston from, uh, after I just left Atlanta one to get books two to drop Nick P off. He had some things to take care of here in the H town, dirty third, third Coast. shouts out. And, um, so, so we had to come back, uh, but I'm only here for a couple of days, like, uh, you know, either leaving tomorrow night or Thursday morning to drive to Charlotte for a mad monster party. Uh, so if you're listening and you're going to be up there, um, come check me out. Ho- let, let me know. Hit me up. Um, message me and let's, let's party. Let's have a beer at the table. Let's play some songs. Uh, if you're going to be in Charlotte, I look forward to seeing you. And I look forward to seeing all my Charlotte friends up there, you know, all the Daves I know. Dave. Uh, especially, and, uh, you know, my man Blake's up there, I know, shouts out Blake, and uh, all my friends, man, I can't wait, Chris and Tracy, all you guys, my my Mad Monster Party uh, folks, it's gonna be um, awesome, so, so what I'm gonna do here now is we're gonna, you know, I know I I usually, every time I go to the conventions, I do the convention recap, and um, then I, uh, you know, I, I do all the the stuff. Tell you all about the conventions. Is we're going to do two today. Uh, we're not going to do the reading. We're not our, our card reading today. We're just going to get right into um, the whole entire thing. But what I wanted to say is, um, you know, I, I uh, the first thing I went to here was uh, CreepyCon in Knoxville a couple of weeks ago, and we'll talk all about that. But before we do, because um, also, you know, I got. <clears throat> I was talking about the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast, and uh, I like to put excerpts from the the episodes that I've had during the week uh, that's coming out that week. So you get to you know get get a feel for who the guest is, get to see what they're all about for a little bit. And if you want to, uh, hopefully, you jump on over to the Patreon and uh, you know join or or at the very least check out my guest um, and what they're doing. So since we did miss last week and we got kind of off schedule here. I'm going to play, we're going to listen to two uh, excerpts from two episodes uh, this week. First, the one, this one came out <clears throat> last Wednesday while I was on the road. Should have been on the the episode on Monday that, that we didn't get, get posted. But uh, this, uh, I'm going to play a little excerpt here from my conversation with very talented author, very funny guy that I like quite a bit, who um, uh, i met uh, out in Scares It care a couple years ago, and we are friends, and we had a, a great talk. And he's got some cool things to say, um, Mr. Stephen Kazanowski, who is also an author, and um, you know he's a veteran, all this kind of cool stuff. We talked about a lot of things with him. So uh, we're before we get going into CreepyCon Knoxville, I want us to, to listen to a little bit of our. Uh, my conversation with Steven Kazanowski. So check that out. We're not here to do math. Unless we are, um, which is cool with me. But uh, you are also an author of horror. Uh, but tell, describe your writing to everyone that's listening. Talk about what you've done here, please.
1: I've done a lot of uh, blending genres. So my first novel was and probably my most popular was called Brain Eater Jones, and that was about a a zombie. uh, Well, a guy who's murdered in the 30s, and he comes back to life as a zombie, and uh, he realizes that zombies, if they drink alcohol, they can retain their intellect. So, of course, this is Uh. a prohibition, and uh, he has no memory of who killed him. So he decides to become a detective and set out to solve his own murder. So it was very much a blend of Romero and like Humphrey Bogart kind of thing. And I like uh, that.
0: Why haven't I read that yet? What's wrong with me? You could could have picked it up at scares the cares in the vendor room or today on Amazon. Oh, I mean, in your in the celebrity room, you mean? Uh, Oh, yes. Sorry. I was out, you know, the hallway with the (laughs) with dregs. They weren't letting
1: the hoi polloi in.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, and then the other big one that I had was the hematophages, um, which was you know the unpronounceable title by the author with the unpronounceable name. So uh, that was great. But if you are able to figure out either of those words and find it, um, I described that as like office space in outer space. Yeah. So it's like I was kind of bored with all the you know it's always Captain Kirk or. Maybe it's like you know a more militant you know guy you know on a starship and they're like, you there do this do that uh, given an orders and that kind of thing. I was like, that's not going to happen. Look at you know Elon Musk and all these guys going into space now. It's going to be a corporate environment. So I said it where it was like you know, oh, uh, can you contact HR and find out if Spock can go down to the dilithium chamber and you know oh can you talk to the union about whether we're going to be allowed to have people on this spacewalk?
0: So it's all that red tape and shit that gets, what do that, what do they call that? Yeah. Bureaucracy.
1: Yeah. Bureaucracy. Exactly. And then, uh, this (laughs) team of incompetent bureaucrats comes across a species of, uh, space lampreys that dig into your skull and hollow out your skull and pop out through your eyeball to drain your blood. So, um, Yeah, it was kind of a blend of, uh, you know, corporate Dilbert, although I don't I don't think we're still cool with the Dilbert guy, but it kind of a blend of like Office Space or Dilbert and uh, Alien.
0: Yeah, I uh, that reminded me of uh, of the bureaucracy part in Office Space. Yeah. when the dude's like, I give it to my secretary and she takes it to the uh, like he basically just tells says how he does nothing (laughs) there. And, you know, and of course is eliminated, but. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's funny, but not funny because that is reality. You can't do anything without having 14 people fucking approve it. Um, I mean, I imagine, I, I mean, I don't work in any kind of capacity. That's not with myself. Um, but, um, you, you, uh, you were in the military, are in the military. What do you, how do you say that? Thank you for your service. Um, thank you.
1: Um, I was. I was in the army. I was a uniformed, uh, officer in the army from 04 to 08, and I resigned my commission. So, you know, I had an honorable discharge and everything, and I now work for the Navy as a civilian. So I still do get a a full uh, mouthful of that kind of bureaucratic red tape every day. Um, but I, I did actually do the, um, wearing a uniform and that kind of thing.
0: Right, well, no, okay, so we we're, we' we're when we say I work for the Navy as a civilian, yeah. does that mean that they like uh, well, now, when you say that in my mind, in my you know ignorant mind i I like to th- i I want to think that they're paying you mm-hmm. to like kind of be a secret civilian, like a spy that is uh-huh. in, in, infiltrating things mm-hmm. like the mall or right. a coffee bean or something like that. Is yeah. that what was happening, or can you not talk about that?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Wish that was what was happening because that sounds kind of exciting. But a paid um, civilian, you know, what I mean, yeah, that's what that—that's
0: yeah. like kind of like a spy, you know. That's what right. I think. I don't know. Right?
1: Uh, no. Um, most of the workforce in the Department of Defense is actually civilian, um, because I know everybody thinks about it. You think about it back in the day. You're like, oh, World War II. You know, you had Beetle Bailey, and he was, you know, uh, doing the laundry or cooking the eggs in the morning and that kind of thing. And they peeled a and, lot of potatoes as well yeah and peeled potato exactly
0: and everyone listening beetle bailey was a cartoon a hundred years ago (laughs) a military a military comic book comic uh three three panel comic in your in your penny saver (laughs) grandparents uh yeah but um grandparents used to fuck to beetle bailey panels like that's that's oh yeah
1: that's easily oh yeah
0: oh that's Um, how Mm
1: -hmm. yeah no um but they realized, I guess, by the '90s, that it was much better that if somebody actually raised their hand and said, "Yeah, I'll go kill people," to send them to kill people and keep all the cooking and and cleaning and and kind of nonsense jobs with civilians. Who oh,
0: know, so- I get it. Yeah, because yeah. then you're not wasting a killing killing person peeling potatoes. Right. Gotcha. Right.
1: I described that so insensitively, but that's the root of the matter. No,
0: that's, I, it, hey, I understood it and I'm pretty stupid, but. All right. There you go. Mr. Stephen Kazanovsky. Check him out. Um, he's got quite a few books out there for you to, to check out and some new cool stuff coming out. So uh, if you'd like to hear the rest of that episode, go to patreon.com John Wayne is dead. Join any tier and get access to it, including the $1 beer club tier. Get you access to just the podcast. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's amazing. And I appreciate every bit of support so moving on um this week like i said we're gonna do two two things so we're just gonna you know get right into this week you know first first up here is um uh, you know i was in Knoxville. this is my recap of the creepy con in knoxville 2021 So, first up, uh, on the um, old docket of traveling here over the last two weeks, I was in uh, going to Knoxville, Tennessee uh, for CreepyCon 2021. I've never been to a CreepyCon before, but, um, you know, we were going to go give it a shot. We're trying everything. We're doing uh, trying to fill all holes with uh, hard dates of places for me to be. So, this one was, uh, you know, I think I met the people at... Uh, the people were promoting it in Atlanta last year, or not last year, I mean in February the last time they had it, and um, that's how I found out about it, so I was like, heck yeah, let's sh- sh- sign up for this, let's do it. So, uh, you know, Nick P and I, you know, saddled up the old Rough Rider uh, mobile and, and headed out to Knoxville uh, in the middle of the night on Wednesday a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I guess, and, uh, you know, drive was fine. The The Tennessee drive, is never never too bad. I don't know. We um, it felt like we got there fast. Nick kept saying like, "Man, it's like we're just getting the car like four hours ago. We're already here." Uh, so it was about like a 13, 14 hour drive. Not too bad. You know, we stayed at a very you know fine quality Red Roof Inn. Uh, in in fine Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, this so this convention was um in a convention like a convention center, type place. <coughs> excuse me, like, not, not like a huge convention center. It was a small, like, center. Like, much smaller than, like, like I know here, like, in Houston, we have the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is sprawling. It takes blocks up, and it's, you know, four flights of, you know, things you can do. This was two stories, open in the middle, so if you're up top, you can see down to the floor. And, you know, it was in, like, I think a park of some kind. Uh, no, it was a park, uh, but... You know, there was a, a basketball goal there, there, was a boxing gym there next to it, you know, places to eat, there was a, a, a lake of some kind, a body of water, all of this stuff. So, it's kind of a nice, I guess, little area that's, you know, has this convention center there. So, we went on, and they had us all, like, figured out <clears throat> as far as, you know, you could only load it, you had to pick this time that you loaded in, and you know, get there at that time, and then people brought, you'd br- help bring your shit in, and all this kind of stuff, <clears throat> so I, um, we, um, I signed up for, because since I didn't know, like, get what time we'd get there on Thursday, things can be tricky, I signed up for noon on Friday, I'll, I'll, I'll set up my stuff at noon, so Nick and I get up, and, um, you know, we get our shit together on Friday morning and we head over there. It's very close to where the Red Roof Inn was, like less than 10 minutes, I believe. And we get there and, um, <clears throat> you know, we go through the thing to load in a little like side entrance and there's people, it's very, it was very well organized in that regard. Someone was there as soon as, you know, like, where are you? I said, Oh, I, I happen to be, <clears throat> damn, Jesus Christ, sorry, right by the, 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 the door that I loaded through. I was maybe three or four tables down from the door. Um, and so it was easy to get my stuff in and, and right to my table. And it's pretty cramped. You know, It's this is like six-foot tables that were also not a full table wide. You know, they're kind of thinner, not like the super thin ones that they've had at uh, th- where they're not as wide at like, zine fest and um i think that toy show i did or that pop culture thing i did those tables were small small this were these were just not like the maybe instead of a table being like i don't know six foot four it was six foot three or something i I don't know it was just a a little bit shorter but enough enough room for me no problem um so i get in there we get set up relatively quickly and um we go and we find we're looking for Kentucky Tony. He's gonna be there later. Uh, so we know he's gonna be there. I walk around so we, we set up and we walk around the floor a little bit and, and see what what's going on and it looks kinda cool, you know? <clears throat> it it's set up where, you know, it it's kind of like think of it as maybe like a big oval. And along the outside wall, they have stuff set up all along the outside wall. So I'm along one of the outside walls and then the middle they have vendors like maybe two different rows of vendors or three rows of vendors because there was two different aisles you could walk down and get to that or you could just go in a big circle around the outside where we were however at one end of the circle of the oval was the stage like where all of the events were going to be all the performances um contests every everything um was on that stage <clears throat> which I thought was, I was like, wow, this, I, you know, I remarked to Nick, I was like, ah, the stage for all the events is in the vendor room. Like where it's all part of one room. That's kind of weird. You know, but at the time I'm just kind of like, oh, well, that'll be interesting. It's right there. Everything's here. The, the, the room looks cool. Everything's kind of set up. Uh, it looks good. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. It's going to be, this is going to be fun. The, the booths are close together. Um, the tables are close together for the, the I, um, Oh, I guess I guess you could say like so when I said that I was I was one of the tables that was going all the way around the oval, that was the artist alley, if you will. And that's what they call the the like the smaller tables that are usually sold for a little bit cheaper. Most conventions have them, not all of them. Um, where you don't maybe if you don't need a ten by ten booth because you are an artist that has like you know, prints or like a lot of authors, you only have like a couple of books or not a lot of, you know, you just have your particular art, uh, stickers, some t-shirts, whatever, that kind of thing, uh, usually gets an artist alley table because you don't need that much space. And, you know, you're usually looking also like at a, a smaller profit margin or maybe even a thinner profit margin. So, you don't need a 10 by 10 booth because you're not selling huge items or clothing or 100,000 toys, you know. You you just need that small space. So, that, that's what the Artist Alley was. Everything in the middle were the regular booths. Now, one thing right off the bat that I, I didn't think was that – I was like, well, that's not a, the best thing was – like I said, there was two aisles, like, open, like, you know, aisles you could walk down down the middle and walk around that oval. But where the oval was, it's cut off by the backs of booths. So that was kind of, that kind of worked as, like, a false wall. So it's cut off by the backs of, of the booths, which are just curtains. And while you could walk, uh, like, vertically down these aisles down the middle, there were no, like, aisles that cut down the other way, like, horizontally. Across, so if you wanted to get to the outer edge of where this oval was, the artist alley, you you had to like walk all the way down a whole aisle and then come back. And I'm not saying like oh we have to walk all the way down, but it wasn't easy to cut across. If you wanted to cut across just to get to the outside, it was kind of a a long. <clears throat> it wasn't easy. It could have been easier access to the to get to the sides, uh, just with different arranging the aisles differently for that kind of horizontal as well as vertical aisles. But, you know, I'm that that wasn't something I noticed at at first when we set up. It wasn't until I got there. I was like, oh, you can't walk through here. You have to walk down here. And so, oh, well, we go back to the room after we set up. We're chilling, you know, playing guitar, drinking some beers. Kentucky Tony meets us up there, shouts out Tony. Tony Evans, you guys know him, friend of the show, great friend of the show, and he stops by our our hotel to chill with us for a little bit before he goes and sets up, and then uh, I think it started at six? No. Yeah. It was weird. It, the first night, it was just like six to ten, which I, I called it a princess shift. That's what we used to call a four-hour shift back at Starbucks, um, the princess shift, if you got one of those, uh, you know, which I was like, that's interesting. And usually... I guess they. It was smart. We were like, "Well, that's good." On one hand, because it's Friday, people get off work later. You know, having it at six gives some time for you know people to get there, maybe uh, after work. You know, more of a buffer without us sitting around waiting for the crowd. Or I, I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. And then you know, it's over at ten, so just four hours. But uh, you know, we get there, and there was some, there was people. Like a lot of people, kind of came in at first. Uh, I felt. And um it was it was okay. But here's the here's another thing that was kind of interesting about this. I, I, I we get there, I walk around and start seeing everybody who's there. I see Tony. I, I I get to see uh uh Chrissy and Jeanette from Goth Yoga and Rebel Element here from Houston, Texas. Shout out, ladies. Got to hang with them. Uh got to see, you know, Terry Collier, I got to see Christine, I got to see all these people, <clears throat> Jesse and Kimberly all these folks shouts out to all you guys um, I walk around all their booths and say hey and uh and um, I'm, I'm I noticed like there's a lot of authors here uh, at this particular convention uh and it's particularly like I noticed in my row where I'm at when you entered the row when you come, came down from where the first thing on your right was an author then directly on on your left, was um an artist, uh, which actually very cool. I can't, we can't remember his name, but he was fucking cool. We got this Danny Dorito sticker from him. But then after that was author. Next to him was an author. Next to him was me, another author. Next to me was a filmmaker. Next to him was an author. Next to him was uh, Joey. Uh, I forget is the guy that played Joey in uh Maxim Overdrive, who was next to another author so you're getting like no matter which way you come you're getting like four ear beatings about books before you even get to me and then you're like all right buddy I'm done with the book you know it's it's kind of like okay why didn't we space this out a little bit better and then I saw you know we walk around a little more and you see there's a lot of people with books and and there's just all very you know you get that and you get a lot of great great people out there writing books, you know, great books are going to get, you're going to get a lot of fucking shitty books too. I mean, I'm sorry. There's a varying qualities, you know, just because someone throws some books that they, that they put together on a table at a convention doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean they're all good. You know what I mean? So you get this kind of, and there's all genres of all kinds that, that people have. There's all fantasies. There was some uh, pirate erotica was one of them. Um, You know, you had, uh, zo- you know, of course you got the zombie, bullshit then you've got you know just other stuff and <clears throat> and I know a lot of people uh you know we've talked about self-publishing versus you know publishing with a with a with a publisher and you know I've I've said my thoughts on that I, I don't ha- think there's anything wrong with it. it you know just manage your expectations M- make sure it's good a good manuscript that's clean and you know don't expect to sell a million copies if you have no following just because you self-published a book you know so but then you you have that but you when people you anybody has access to do that you know you got all these you, you know you have some covers that aren't necessarily that great you know you have people that aren't graphic designers or artists of any kind putting these things together layout the layout of the books is all weird because they don't know what they're doing necessarily and and it's just inconsistent And that was a little bit frustrating to, you know, kind of take all that in and and see that there's a lot of that while there's a lot of great authors and and good books and there's a lot of that other thing going on. So that was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, Nick walked around again and was like, dude, I think there's more authors here than than anything else, actually, the way what I'm counting. And I was like, yeah, it does look like a lot. But I was like confident. I was like, "Nah, that's cool. I mean, I do my thing, you know, my. I stand out. This is what I do. I got my 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 shit going on here. Not a big deal. I can do it, and uh, and I could, but it wasn't super busy. You know, Friday kind of tapered off pretty quick, and we're while I got some books out there, it could have been better. But we were having a, a hard time getting a signal in this building, like at all. So and and we needed it to run. You know, you need when you run credit cards through and. <clears throat> and stuff you need a, to have a, a signal um you know from your i pay for the the unlimited data on my phone because i know i do this all over the place and i i need to have that to run cards and and all that kind of thing and have my maps to drive around the fucking place so <clears throat> i pay for that now a lot of a lot of places the the venues will offer uh for an extra charge i've talked about these extra charges before uh, extra charge, you can get uh, electricity to your booth. For an extra charge, you can pay for internet a lot of times. Um, you know, that's going to be like an exclusive dedicated internet or something, or supposed to be. And, you know, there, there are certain things you could pay for, for amenities for your booth. You know, I want the bong hit amenity. I want to be able to take bong rips behind my booth. I'll gladly pay you $25 for that. Um, but no, sadly, no, uh, that's not available quite yet. Now, this venue, offered Wi-Fi, like, like everybody. And, um, it's an option. It wasn't, it's not required. You know, you can, did you want to buy the Wi-Fi? It's this much. Did you want to buy the, uh, electricity? It's this much. So the first, so the first thing that is kind of an issue here is that we're not getting any connectivity and the Wi-Fi that they do sell from what I'm asking people around me is they only, you, it's only good for one device. So, <clears throat> that makes no sense because I know that they're trying to limit it so, so one person has to buy a code and everyone jumps on it but I have like you know Nick rings shit up on his phone for, for me and I ring shit up on my phone so that means what only one of us can have the internet and a lot of people have that different like the register system here an iPad that rings it up at their booth the phone I mean people use different things I understand what the, what the thought behind that was but that was a huge misstep right off the bat was limiting it to one device. Then not require, like not requiring it. And I'll tell you why that should have been. Um, On Saturday we get in there and I go, I go talk to uh, actually get to meet uh, Robert Essig, another awesome author uh, who I I didn't get the chance to talk to on Friday, but Saturday I went over, chatted with him for a little bit. He was cool, cool, cool ass dude. Get to go get going. We get going back in the, you know, the swing of things. Not super busy. Not super busy at all. Also, remember how I said the stage was right there in the in the room with us? That sucks. It was like every bike my music. All this is loud. You're just competing with it all, all day, especially it, where I was like in the vicinity of it it was super annoying you can you can hear just like a that's trash kind on of let me hear you. your friend. It's like like jesus fucking christ that that sucks huge distraction um it, when 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 that's in the room right there it just everyone you know i know that you want to people to come to the events and the panels or whatever you're doing but all you're doing is grabbing everybody's attention from the vendors and wa- they they're wandering around and then half the time you can't even speak because it's too loud. So I was like, this, this is stupid. And, um, it, I wasn't feeling like that at all. They had a band play Friday night that got up there to play and they played two songs and quit because they couldn't hear each other. They couldn't hear themselves. Boo fucking who dude. It was like a guitar, a drum, a drum machine and a keyboard and a singer I've played so many crazy gigs where you can't hear a goddamn thing and you're crammed into a corner uh, with an entire band like just so close together that you're touching and everything sounds like a big white wall of because you're all so close to each other and played the whole fucking gig. That's why you rehearse. That's why you, uh, you know, that's why you rehearse you dedicate your fucking self to your craft you know you can pull off your gig regardless of where you are um but i so cuz i was like okay that's stupid why you know uh i'll get up there i have all my shit and you know they were like nah, maybe, no i not even know. and i'm like okay alright whatever that that's fine i am i was like i'm not some asshole just asking to get up there i do i do this professionally as well and they're like oh okay well I'll see believe am like whatever saturday <clears throat> I'm getting like no connection on my phone. I can't get a signal at all. I end up you know, when I run a card it's just spin it just gets run like it the the screen just says processing probably it's like spinning and I'm like, well, uh, you know, and you got people standing there that they they want to go on to the next thing and you're like, I guess uh it's going to go through once once it hits a signal it'll push it through and uh you know, that'll be fine. And that's not the case. So after dealing with this for a little bit, I lost because these cards ended up uh, timing out the transactions timed out didn't get pushed through. I lost almost 80 bucks, something maybe between 65, 75 bucks in sales of of people who like here they, they wanted books so and, and very few people it wasn't like a lot of sales going on. I'm, I, they're signed to their books. They're, they're signed to them. They're in their hands. They've run the card and they've walked away. And now it's timed out and the transaction is canceled. And I have no fucking idea where these people are. Or, or you know, there's this is like 30 minutes. You know, time has gone by. The third time it did that, <clears throat> when I realized that it didn't, the other thing, I was like, I was pretty, I was a little steamed. And uh, I was like, all right, fuck this. Where is somebody who works here? Somebody's got to fucking, because they were even coming around like, is everyone having signal problems as you haven't said? And I was like, yeah. I I said, I was like, yeah, I can't get any signal like in here. So I go, I walk around the whole venue, the whole like outside, I walked down the aisles twice and I cannot find anybody in a creepy con staff shirt anywhere, like nowhere. And that's like, I think that that's probably not, acceptable or that shouldn't be. I should be able to find someone who works there sooner than 10 minutes especially if I've walked around everywhere. So I go I have to go actually to the stage and go backstage to find somebody who then has to get somebody else from somewhere back there to come talk to me and I said I'm like, "Look, I don't want to be a pain in the ass about this. I'm not trying to be complaining, but I lost these sales. Like these people walked away. They're not going now. Now I'm out this money and I have zero signal. There's got to be something that is to be done or what am I missing? Am I missing something? Is there something I'm not doing that, that could remedy this? Oh, we'll send someone over there. We'll send someone over there. So about 10 minutes later, somebody does come over there and he's like, you're having, you're having problems with the, the signal. And I'm like, yeah, I have no signal. And I, I told him, he's like, okay, did you buy the Wi-Fi?" And I'm like, no, I did not buy your Wi-Fi because I pay for this thing, and it's not required. Well, this is a, you know, we this, 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 this is an old building, and, you know, it's all metal, it's concrete, and, you know, we recommended that, you know, it, it might be a good idea to get the Wi-Fi so there wouldn't be any problems, and I was like, okay, you still, you didn't require that we get it. You recommend, you know, that I fucking <clears throat> stick a fucking, you know, stick up my ass and Uh, you know, call it a pogo, but that doesn't mean it's, I have to do it. You can recommend anything. So he's like, yeah, well, and I'm like, okay, well, what do you, so what can I do? And he just like has this sheet and he gives me this code, like a sticker with a code and he hooks me up to the Wi-Fi. and I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, here, just, here you go. But this only works on one device now. And I was like, oh yeah, I already, people around me have already been bitching about that. So, uh, good job. And after that, I'm hooked up to this internet, but it's shitty. Like it's spotty. It's not super fast or anything. It's not. It's not like I, you know, got it and was like, oh wow, a difference. Oh man, these things are going through. No, it was. It was. It was also not that great. Um. So we get, you know, we get through Saturday. We go back to the room. We, you know, we hang out with Kentucky Tony, and uh, and we're just chilling. Not not much of a huge partying or anything like that going on. Then we just go back the next day, Sunday morning. <clears throat> and that might as well, they might as well just not even open on Sunday. There was so nobody there. I, I mean, maybe I sold like two or three books on Sunday. It was so slow. So slow that I took, I, I put my guitar down and uh, out in front of my booth, you know, and I, I did one of those. I'm just going to play. I asked everyone around me. I was like, Hey, do y'all care? Like I'm going to play. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. And I played for probably about 45 minutes, just right there at my table or in front of my table with my guitar case out made a couple bucks, you know, people throwing it in there, nothing huge, but it was, it was fun. It was a fun way to get the kind of shake out the sillies and and do something. But you know, then it was done and it was like, "Ah, that kind of sucked. So I wasn't in a super, you know, I wasn't super jazzed on on that con and I wasn't in a super good mood. But leaving, um, this was even like, uh, you know, an, like almost like a cherry on top of how shitty this was. Um, <clears throat> we go. Uh, we, I load out. I'm going to leave and, you know, we're, we're trying to find our way around this place to go out a different way because people are like driving and lining up to load out and I go and I turn through this this open gate on the side and turns out that's not the right way to go it's actually like not only a dead end but kind of a sidewalk or whatever so I turn around and come back to go through the gate and this guy's backed his van very close to that opening to where like it's gonna be like extremely hard for me to get through or not gonna be able to get through and I was like hey man uh, can you just like back out real quick? Just let me through. And he just like, no, nah, I'm gonna be a minute, and just takes his fucking dolly and just walks away. And I walks in back into the thing, the place. And I was like, are you fucking serious? So I'm trying. Like Nick, Nick gets out and he's like, I think you can, you can make it, man. There's room. So I'm trying to like cut this angle. My fucking the trim of my car like hits this gate and gets all scratched up just like the just the trim, the bottom trim that snaps on and off. So not my like the metal or anything on my door, but I'm like, fuck, dude, come on. And Nick's like, uh, I was like, I can't believe this guy won't move his fucking car. And Nick said, like, get out. Let me let me look at it. Because Nick used to be a courier. So he drove through all kinds of crazy shit. So he like does this like 37 point Austin Powers turn <laughs> to get like lined up perfectly to fit, and, like pulls my mirrors in <clears throat> Takes all this time, and f- barely we squeeze through this this opening. And as we're squeezing, as he's squeezing through, I'm walking behind him, and the dude comes out in this dolly full of shit. And I, I fucking went off on him. I said, "Hey, fucker, thanks, thanks for moving your fucking car." I slammed down my my head, my fucking hand on my hood. To like, I was like, hey, motherfucker, boom, and he was like, what? I was like, fuck you, you fucking asshole. It's taking you two fucking seconds to move your car. You're a piece of shit, and he's like, fuck you. I was like, oh, fuck you, you doughy-ass motherfucking bitch, and he was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and I was like, fuck this. Nick's like, get in the car, let's go, so I got in the car. I was steaming. I was just mad. It was just, you know, I'm trying, I'm not losing my temper, trying to keep it in check, that just set me off. I was so fucking pissed at this guy that he just, he saw us just go in there and turn around and try to get out and he's like, boom, oh, I'm gonna be a minute. Like, we're gonna sit here and wait for you to unload your whole fucking booth. Come on. All you had to do was back up, let me out and back right, or pull right back up to where he was. This was not gonna take a long time nor was this difficult for him at all. He was just a little bitch and I told him so. So I was pretty heated And I wasn't. I already wasn't happy about the show. And then this guy, you know, at the end. So it's like, whatever. We we go back to the room. Like Nick's like, it'll be all right. We'll get him next time, champ. Don't worry. So we get some beers and shit, and just go back to the room and uh, just hang out. Like again, we don't have too too much to do. Uh, That show, the CreepyCon Knoxville. I mean, that I I thought it was not great. Um, I have no plans to go back to it. Uh, it just, the layout, not good, not having any signal. Like if they would have required the internet, like that's what I was saying. If they would have been like, there is no signal in this building at when you register. So every, you know, there's a $25 thing added to your entry fee or your booth fee for the internet, whatever, like require it. Say, you won't get a signal. If you want to take credit cards, we require the internet. Otherwise, you'll have to do cash only. There is no signal in this building. They didn't do that. That that was like, number one. The, the way it was laid out, number two, bad. With the fucking, with the, the the stage in there, with every single event that you're doing going on, blasting over the vendors trying to talk, bad move, not good. the The aisles, those needed to be all rearranged. And then spread people fucking out. Don't put 11 authors next to each other. You know, it's one thing if this is like the fucking book con or fucking author con, but this is just creepy con as a horror convention. Okay, so you have a lot of authors. Guess what? Spread them the fuck out, man. Please, like what that that just seems like that would make sense. And I, I wasn't the only one saying that all the other authors around me said it as well. Why did they put us all together like this? Why didn't they spread us out? This doesn't make any sense. None of it made any sense. So sorry, creepy con Knoxville. I shan't be back. I don't recommend anybody go to it. Um, maybe it'll get better. Hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully they will, uh, you know, figure a lot more things out. Uh, I think maybe this was only the second time they had it and um maybe they'll get it together and 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 in a, a few years i'll I'll give it another try but not not today, you know, not today Satan. I'm not gonna No, uh yeah i I'm not gonna go back to that one. It just it just wasn't good it, it uh overall and not well organized as far as that kind of stuff goes. so anyway, we're there. We we stay in the room for a couple of days, um, because we're gonna head to Atlanta next. But uh, we have uh, Ryan Harding, another awesome author, come uh, who live, lives in Knoxville. Came and hang out at the hung out at the the room for a little while, drink some beers, talk some metal. We did a podcast, shot the shit, tons of fun. Uh, great talking to him. Great seeing him. If you, you, if you listen to vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, he's been on the show a few times. He, he was a guest on our death metal episodes and then one of uh, summer slashers. He's on one of those episodes as well. So you can uh, check those out. And then, um, in a few weeks, you could check him out on the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, but that will be in a, a few weeks from now. So all in all, we did that. We left, uh, we left the next day. We left on a Tuesday morning. And headed to uh, Atlanta, but before I go into the recap of Atlanta and the adventures of Atlanta, like I said, we're going to have another uh, another interlude, if you will, of an awesome dude for life boner bon- boner bonus podcast episode. Um, this uh, is a, uh, a segment from the one that will be coming out this week on Wednesday on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead, and this is with. Myself, Nick P., and the aforementioned Kentucky Tony. Tony Evans, horror author, extraordinaire, Appalachian horror uh, writer. And this is uh, this is when we came back to, uh, this is in the hotel the Saturday night after of CreepyCon. And uh, we've been drinking and having a good time. So uh, this is a, a little bit of the conversation we had in the hotel with myself, Nick P., and uh, Tony Evans. Evans, check it out. Tommy's a learned man. Man, we should <laughs> make
2: you like some kind of like balladeer or narrator of some adventures <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Hey, close
0: that uh trait. Why are like- you
2: afraid somebody's gonna watch you like <laughs>
0: No, I'm afraid somebody's not going to watch me jerk off. We watch, I should open it then. Huh? No, I don't want to look at those cats in the, across the room oh, looking at us. It. Oh,
2: shit. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Is that a tradition or what? <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> how, how <laughs> many of these episodes have I spilled entire, a huge, beer on? Beer all over the it's place.
0: like every, <laughs> at least like
2: four out of five episodes I've been <laughs> on. I end up spilling a beer on this podcast and yeah. shit it's always pe- beyond the paywall and shit.
0: <laughs> so no one knows unless you pay a dollar. At least a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Damn it, fucking Do weird. you want a towel? So,
2: okay, it's, I still got about half of it. I was just thinking I wasted the entire thing.
0: Do you need a towel? No, <laughs> oh, it's, eh, it's a hotel. fuck it. We're here in the lovely Red Roof Inn. Uh, <laughs> no, we're here in Knoxville. Uh, oh, no. It's cool. This place is... I should get a towel. In a... Uh, Continue. This convention is, um, creepy con. Did you, have you been to this one before? No, it's the first time I've been to this one. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's all of our first time, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah, first time. <laughs> first time for everything. The problem it's, that we're having is the signal that we have to address. You can't get a signal in this place. Yeah. This get, place, that place. The, the place that they have the convention. It's like
3: one bar max. Max is what you get, and you can't if that, do shit. With I have no bar. I mean, yeah. I had no
0: bars, and it kind of sucked. But um, they
3: sell Wi-Fi, right? But you can only you can only hook it up to one device at a time.
0: That that was a thing. You, you, well, yeah. the thing was you could. They offered to, of course, they offered their Wi-Fi that you had to pay for. Yeah, but it wasn't required, um, and. And as Nor an added bonus, they continue. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: ground a level below the ground, surrounded by concrete. So that means no, there's no cell phone signals yeah, anywhere. Can't
0: get through. But even that shitty internet wasn't working. Oh, good. That well that they they gave the people, um, so that was an issue. Uh, I don't know. I, I very rarely lose my temper in things like this, unless people <laughs> call me John. Like unless, but, but You lose like, your temper a lot. <laughs> I have not lost my temper. I'm license. just
2: trying so, like, to get you mm-hmm. to channel it to the right... When's cooking... the last time I lost
0: my temper at a convention?
2: At <laughs> a convention?
0: Or whenever.
2: Oh, well, whenever. That's even sooner than, than that. <laughs> uh, I want to say at some point on the drive here, you lost your shit. You About always... what? You get you drive angry, dude. You kept telling me I drive angry. You, but you I was do not. Whenever it's, I drive, he, he's like, Why do you keep moving the wheel like that? Because his <laughs> wheel alignment's all out of whack. <laughs> it oh always tugs <laughs> to the left. Nick drives yeah. like you're in a cartoon. Like, like used just
0: to, moving his I'm used like this. to <laughs> driving a car
2: with proper wheel alignment where you just like, go down the middle. I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> trying to bring it back to the, to the center. Meanwhile, you take the wheel. You're all like just idiot <laughs> you know, fucking angry, like calling people all kind of shit, prejudging people you can't even see and shit. You can't insult people unless you see them.
0: Dude, like, I've been way better.
2: <clears throat>
0: Look, it's hard for any it's hard you, for man. me to imagine hey, him fuck getting mad. This, <laughs>
2: exactly this is exactly
3: what I'm talking about. It's hard for me to imagine him getting mad at anything.
0: The uh, last he... time
3: I saw him mad was
0: Atlanta Atlanta, yeah and Atlanta. which is where we're going next week and, <laughs> and I wonder if we're <laughs> into that guy again <laughs> that guy. oh that, that guy. guy yeah give him a shout out hey what I forget his name oh I don't he's like his he's paying name. money yeah, yeah. oh he's like <laughs> not on the paywall if you don't know this uh story I told it a bunch on the recap of the last Atlanta days of the dead show uh I think it was February. Yes, February. February, seven, eight, 2021. Yeah. yeah, you can go back and listen to that episode of Johnny Live. So you that know was this so. year, but yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> has been a long
2: year, man.
0: Yeah, I remember wow. it because it was like they already announced that it was gonna have They were gonna have another one in August while yeah, we were but there. But
2: that felt like that was a long time. I really thought after Trump stopped being president, time would go back to normal. But that was like a <laughs> was a long time ago.
0: That was, that was earlier this
2: year and shit.
0: <laughs> it was, dude. Wow. Think about how much we've grown. Yeah. erectile even. <laughs> I didn't recognize
3: either of y'all's dicks when I saw them this time. That's no, because we're see. getting old. It's because we're getting older, man. What you know, they just shrivel and get wrinkly.
2: Yeah, man, I'm like old enough to be your father by now. I don't shit. know. That I mean, I'm old enough to be your father. Why does my voice
0: keep going up and shit? I'm old enough.
2: Maybe you're old enough to be our mother. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I mean, not there's anything wrong with it.
2: Even before we started doing this, sh- like I was talking to you, and I'm like, I was <laughs> like,
0: "Why is my voice going so high and shit?" I like keep did. If you go boy, back, boy. I bet like you go back and listen to us on those old like podcasts that we used to do that we won't say what the name of it was. <laughs> Thank God they over. But like <laughs> if you go back and listen to it, we sound like, sorry, my nickname. And you're like, hey guys, sorry, I'm late. I'm Nick. <laughs> and like and now like, us and we're like,
2: Yeah, yeah
0: baby. <laughs> now it's just from smoking all this weed and getting sexy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, this room is full of sex. Enos. It's wet it's in Enos. here. It's
2: always wet in here. We well, should it's come wet in here because and- you
3: spill everything. No,
2: I I don't know. There's like this. <laughs> this is like the Amityville no, like yeah, this horror room or some
0: shit. <laughs> it's always like this, wet and horny. This like- hotel, I will say, I would say like you come in here. The walls are dripping
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> and shit. Look, look, look right look, there above look. the TV. There's drips right there. <laughs> you See it? It's, okay, <laughs> it's people- either Amityville horror or it's like uh Barton Fink
0: or some shit. You know, I don't know. When we when we checked in and we walked into the room the floor was like wet and I was like what's that? Do you hear that? What? Oh I guess it's a, oh, I can hear those sound. anyway and I was like oh I guess they just mopped in here that's cool we bring our shit in and and then I know like it's like a layer of like wet warm on the wet, on wet. wet. And, like on everything and like Nick like said ah oh, we'll get this started get the AC going and shit and like we do that but like as soon as you turn the AC like above 61 like all of a sudden everything starts to get Wet. Like like, <laughs> like after like dancing, anybody making uses the the bathroom, like
2: you take a shower yeah. or even like uh I don't know, like brush your teeth, like you come out and this this mirror right outside the, the bathroom door is just
3: dripping wet. So so do you have a fan in the bathroom? No, not at all. Right, that's the problem. This uh there's this no exhaust like pre nineteen, whatever, whenever the codes went correct yeah. and so there's no ventilation that's proper. So literally, you're. So, there's a death trap, pretty much. Literally, right? when you're breathing, we should, we should get even the air, the moist air from your lungs coming out, is causing condensation. That's that's like
2: those office buildings that are like built into like they have the like the those walkways that go over cities and they're connected with like apartment buildings and shit. It's like these people live like pretty much in a building that they also work in, and so they're just, they're just breathing recycled air. Like, yeah, it's like they. <laughs> Because if you're if you're like a introvert in that situation, you end up living in an apartment building that that's within like walking distance of your job through these like you know like you know what I'm talking about like in like what? downtown Houston, <laughs> like some of the office buildings have the you know the, there's the underground tunnel. Oh, the underground tunnel. But there's oh, also the skyways. there's like the a skyway, the freeway, whatever they yeah. call them, like you no, know, between yeah, buildings. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. yeah, skywalk,
2: skyway. It's like imagine if like you're like. You worked in an office building, and then like three skyways away is your like you know your condo or, or your know, your apartment or whatever. And it's like, if you were an introvert and you just went to work and went home, like you'd be breathing so much recycled air, like it'd probably be months before you even like breathe went outside and like actually breathed real air and shit. I'm just saying, it's like uh, God bless Houston for
0: <laughs> everything
3: being far
2: away. Are you talking no, about being
0: a tunnel person?
3: Where the fuck he got on this? In
2: the. <laughs> A long time ago, I remember going to see this movie. It was a Canadian movie. God, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was exa- It was about exactly this. It's about these people that worked in this office building, like in Toronto or something, or Vancouver. Oh, and yeah. it, it had these walkways. Those are the only two cities in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Where's uh Narnia? Narnia. That's in. Oh, that's
0: in. Uh, South America. I think. Shut the fuck up. He's got he's
3: got something for tunnels
2: cuz I
0: remember earlier today
3: he was talking about a floppy dick driving but you had to have an erect dick stapled onto a car. <laughs> what
0: are you oh, talking no, that about? Was, that was no that <laughs> was no, no no that was science, dude. We were talking about that <laughs> we were talking <laughs> <through> <laughs> tunnels about like having a lance put on the side of your yeah. car. But oh, no, and remember that. Like you were saying like it would be all floppy why would it be sloppy? Because well, you're
3: the, the one that's right, okay. So you said <laughs> I was so different back then. You were. Talk- <laughs> hey, let me keep drinking, so I can be you were the talking person <laughs> You're talking about weapons <laughs> in
0: different states. And what it's like, the fuck <laughs> is going on over here? Push I, can hear, like, the, the I can hear the. refrigerator all of a sudden oh, trying- kicked on, like, and I'm trying to like
3: get. I got you. It's like, you know, visible weapons in cars in Kentucky, and you were talking about.
2: Well, oh, yeah, lance. yeah.
3: So I said a lance shaped like a big dick and you said, well, it would have to be floppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you get into the, like, the, like a
2: tunnel or, a, and then it gets, it gets or maybe one of those high occupancy vehicle lanes where <laughs> yeah. you got like, like, then, like, then the lance, like, it, it gets erect <laughs> so it makes it more aerodynamic so you can just, like, save on your gas mileage and shit. You just, like, start, like, coasting and shit. But then, like, when it's time to slow <laughs> down, it, like, it softens up and... It's part of your braking system. It just gets <laughs> floppy and it fucks up the airflow and it just makes you... I'm sure that's, that's how a, Batman did it in this the, the 60s, right? Yeah, you had that, that fucking... The Adam dude. West show, didn't they have right, like yes. a floppy dick way to stop the car? <laughs> Or a parachute or some shit. <laughs> they, did, is, they
0: did have a floppy dick way. This is like, there's the a blood, floppy dick way But shit. they didn't use it.
2: There's the right way, there's the floppy was dick was way. Like a one, it's like a one and done use. Like, they couldn't use it again.
0: It was like, they did it in a one episode where, uh, what was Vincent Price's character? The Eggman? <laughs> Egghead. Egghead oh. came on, they used the floppy dick button, and that was it. And you never saw Egghead or that floppy dick thing again. So, uh, I can
3: just picture like, <laughs> Ten years from now, I'm gonna turn on fucking home shopping network randomly dick. at like two in the morning. Go see the floppy dick, be a, Nick's be car. It's <laughs> Us, both of us, Spend his fucking hair back. This is the floppy <laughs> dick man. The breaking cars now. The, the latest invention.
0: Well, it would probably help. All right, there you go. Always a lot of fun when we get together. You know how we do it. We do it right. That was me, myself, Nick P, and Tony Evans, Kentucky Tony. Uh, check it out. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, go to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead and sign up for one of the tiers. Hear this one. Hear the earlier episode we heard an excerpt from for the Stephen Kazanowski and all the other uh, episodes. So thank you very much for that. Check and check out Tony Evans for sure as well. So moving along, uh, as I said, we jumped right out of there and headed to Atlanta, and this is my recap of Days of the Dead Atlanta. Twenty twenty one. So, like I said, we left we left there on Tuesday uh, from Knoxville and headed to Atlanta because we were staying with our very good friend, the very awesome, very talented Jane, vicious Jane uh, to you if you're nasty. Uh, burlesque dancer and artist and musician and wonderful, wonderful person who we love very much, who we met a few years ago. And, um, you know, that's just how it is. You meet these people at the cons, you become great friends with the people you're supposed to be friends with. So um, so Jane was going to put us up, put Nick, Nick P and I up at her house, which, you know, God, I mean, that what a thing that is. But no, uh, it was awesome. So we got to Got to where she lives, right outside the city there. Uh, the roommates, um, Jared and Tiffany, and it was awesome uh, of them putting us up. So we, we crashed there for a couple of days and just kind of chilled, got our shit together, you know, hung out before we left on... When did we leave? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. To go uh, check into the hotel. So we... we uh, head down there to it's it's at the same place it's always been the Sheraton in Atlanta downtown Atlanta and uh, you guys know I always talk about how important the Atlanta con is to me because of all the people that I've met there um when it was and it was also the first first one I actually vended at had my books at was Days of the Dead Atlanta um so you know four years ago I guess with David Barbie and Michael Lombardo you know and that that's on that that show should be on the feed here somewhere if you go all the way down or um way, way back in the, the way back machine. But, you know, so I'm, ex- I'm stoked. I'm always stoked to do this, this convention and, you know, stay in the the hotel. I, uh, you know, that has a lot of cool memories for me. So we got a room where like stay in <clears throat> and we have a pool room, uh, Nick and I, and it's like last time we were there in February. I think if you listened to the last time we were there, we also had a room off of the pool, the swimming pool, but we were on the th- the floor that was like had a little balcony and we were on the ground floor this time. So we had two doors, like one door that opened out to the pool and a little patio and stuff, uh, the pool area. And then you had another door that was like down the hallway, like a hotel, like a regular hotel door. So I was like, that's cool. So we, uh, we get there, we got, you know, set up Thursday night, um, got to get all of our shit positioned. So I'm right by all my, my homies, you know, I'm by, uh, Sarah, Miss Sarah Draws with uh, Scott, you know, in the damn ca- tattoo contest. I'm right by Jerry and Stephanie and them uh, over there with their glass. I'm, of course, across from Kieran, Ashley, Co. right next. I'm right next to um, Southern Sun Boutique, Amanda, the lovely, lovely Amanda and Jeremy over there. And then they're right next to Rick of uh, 13X Studios, who is uh, right across from Chad um, and, his, and his wonderful art uh, and Chatty Daddy, as we call him. So we're all like fucking Killer's Row right here going on all together and uh we get I set up and it was cool we got our we got the booth set up and Nick and I started to bring the stage lights with us just in case like that we have uh they fold up they're really easy to to travel with uh, we found so I had some of the gels that go on the the lights and we had this light right over my table that was in the ceiling of of the convention center, convention whatever place. So I got up on my table and we taped this red gel over it. So now my table is cast in this like red glow. Looked bad fucking ass. Plus I have all my other lights going on and all this kind of stuff. And I'm stoked. I'm wearing my fucking, I got my my vest from Maxine. Uh, did I even get to talk about that? Jesus Christ, I don't even know if I talked about that. I got my fucking vest, my car, My my good friend in Manchester, England. Manchester, England, England. uh Maxine, uh, aka Max Carnage sent me this battle jacket vest she made for me. It's fucking amazing. Go to my Instagram to see these pictures at John Wayne is dead. It's got so many studded spikes on it. She did so many detail, just added so many cool ass details to this jacket that it is amazing. And it's made she made it especially for me. I love it to death. So I was like stoked to be wearing it. Um for the first time at these cons because I just got it before we left to to, to go to Knoxville first feeling good man we get out there Friday uh, I'm like we're gonna fucking go glam Uh, Jane put you know some some eye makeup on like eyeliner and whatever fucking shit made my eyes all dark and sinister and uh, I think she was dressed as baby firefly maybe or something and Nick was just Nick and we we went out to you know Friday night to do it and Friday wasn't that bad, you know, it got, it started kind of slow, got some people in there, and it ended pretty slow too, like, uh, but it was still cool, still not bad, I'm still excited, oh, and Bill and Lori were there, I forgot to say, shouts out to them, Craig and Laura and Jessica, all them, they were there too, all these people there, I'm gonna forget names, I, I don't know, but either way, Friday, it's done, and we're, you know, there's nothing going on, we're still fucking chilling, so I'm like, man, we have all we have all this beer. Let's just go to oh fuck, I forgot this is awesome. man, I'm see, I, I knew I'd forget something on Thursday, we and uh we get there before we after we get loaded in and and get set up and shit, we did go to to the bar and the hotel, and uh don't worry, we brought our own beers into the bar. <laughs> uh not gonna buy any in there. But ran into our uh, friend Leslie, who I met in Vegas, who is uh, one of the... She works with the celebrities as a handler at the table and stuff like that. She was with some friends. Uh, we start talking, having drinks, just chatting. Uh, we, I end up meeting these two dudes, John and Jeremiah. Shouts out, you crazy bastards. And it was one of those things where I thought he knew them, they, they knew us. I, we, no, nobody knows how we even got this all together, but it happened. And then we all decided to go to this place called the Claremont. Now, the Claremont Lounge is like a dirty dirty bar, like a dirt just like a dirty dive bar, right? With but it's just but it's got strippers there. Not like a regular strip club, just like it's like a dirty bar with some titties. Like there's one stage where you know a, a woman dances back there that, on the bar, but basically behind the bar where they're serving drinks. And that's it. It's just fun. It was super fun, super low key um we went there with all those people with that whole group of people and we just had had a good time for Thursday night I I highly recommend the Claremont they used to have bands play there they're not they don't anymore and I talked to this to the guys up front because I wanted I was like man I could can I jump on like one of these nights here and like now they aren't doing bands anymore so that sucked but oh well Claremont Lounge that place was fucking awesome okay so back to Friday we're done with the the day it's kind of slow we go back to our room like I said we have that party kind of room, so I just we kick open the door, prop it open. I got my guitar, I start playing songs out there on the patio area. People around outside, they're they're coming out on their balconies. They're no, people are like clapping and stuff and say, play another one, do another one." Ah. And so I just kept playing, we played for a while. Security guards came because I guess someone was smoking a cigarette out there or something because you're still inside. I don't know why they came. The security was a bunch of fucking bitches at this place. So we stayed up late doing that. It was it was awesome. Um, it was very fun and it was like our own little party. Everyone came out, you know, everyone else was kind of staying around us anyway, around the pool area. So yeah, we had a great, great time just playing songs, drinking, hanging out. Boom. Saturday. All right. This is going to be a good day. I know it. I get up. I'm stoked. I get my shit together. I go go down to the table, there's a line, line of people, you know, waiting to get in and stuff. I'm like, alright, cool, cool. And we get going on Saturday, and I gotta say, Saturday was a lot better than Friday. It it started strong, and uh, you know, I started making making some sales, selling some books, getting that shit out there. It was a lot better than Friday. It was a lot better than all of CreepyCon. Um, I fucked two hours on Saturday was better than all of CreepyCon, but um, you know, it, 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 it went well. I saw people that I knew, um, that I, that I've known, met new people. It, it started to taper off some, some towards the afternoon on Saturday, but we were still having a good time, just fucking cutting it up, talking to people, playing some songs. Uh, my buddy, John, my new buddy, John was hanging out at the table. We were cracking, we were cracking jokes and having a great time. And then towards the end of Saturday, I did get to see my very good friends who I met the first time I was here. Theja, Rochelle, uh, Cincy, and then uh, my man Chance. I think, yeah, that uh, I just met him. But they all came to see me. Uh, I met them first year I was here. They're amazing, awesome people. They fucking support the shit out of me, and I, I cannot thank them enough. And it was a, a buoy to my spirits to see them. And uh, of course, it was like a, a great way to end the Saturday uh, on the on the floor was uh, having these awesome people come see me and talk with me so Saturday kind of tape all, you know, a little slow at the end and, and then we are done but but oh I am asked to judge the costume contest and I'm like all right I don't want to judge the costume contest hell yeah and uh the dude that runs it Larry he's cool as shit uh, I've known him for for a while now. So, you know, these guys, this guy, Patrick, that's a, a great artist, this guy, Terrence, an artist, they're, they're the judges as well. They know how to do this. They do this all, every time. Um, so I go and meet them there uh, in the room where we're doing the thing. We sit on stage and uh, start doing the. Uh, the costume con, like they're like, yeah, we just look for like if people made what they made on the con- costumes. If it's store bought, we that's not like I don't care. We they, they, these guys like knew what they were doing. and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna here them make jokes. So we we're just back there cutting up the entire time, watching you know the people come by, asking them questions and shit. And uh, we we had a, we had our own little fun with Larry, uh, uh you know, messing with him up there with who's gonna win and whatnot. But in the end. Everything came together just fine, and and we had a good, a really good time. And I, I would judge the costume contest uh, any any time I am asked. It was it was a lot of fun. So then after that, like the day was over, like it, that was like from six to seven. That was the last hour, and we went back and definitely had a party. I had my man James uh, James Abyss, who is a, a amazing artist, painter, and musician. And uh vampire. He is vampire. He has vampire teeth and all that shit. He, he's a vampire dude, you know. He, uh, he you know, he was uh, hanging out with us, got a crash with us that night and stuff. And we uh, just all were hanging out the room, man, just having drinks, uh, smoking a little bit, playing some music, doing podcasts. And then we had everybody, you know, a lot of people come over on Saturday to our room. I had to go up to the bar and get people and be like, "What are y'all doing? Like come right down here, we're having a party. Like there's beer down here." Anyway, we did, we had a we had a good time Saturday night. Um it was a fun fun time just hanging out with everybody. You know, that while it's like, you know, yeah, I can sit here and say like I wish sales were better or this or that, but it really comes down to th- the people that I'm I'm with and and this family that I have uh out there the people that I meet and connect with, you know, it's uh that's that's the thing that's important, I know that. Um so we had an excellent time then. And Sunday we get in there and I'm Sunday I'm not going to lie. I was tired. I was just not just from I mean not just from staying up late. It just like I was just my whole body was tired. My legs were tired from cuz I don't like to sit down behind the booth. I was tired, but I pulled, you know, I pulled, I dug in deep and pulled out that energy uh, for the rest of the day. But, man, Sunday was pretty slow. There were people pulling up stakes early on Sunday to leave. I mean, it ended at 4. I, I stayed all the way to the end and, uh, you know, before we started breaking down and pulling pulling the stuff uh, out to the car. But, uh, you know, and could have been better, but, man, it could have been worse, too. So... You know, while uh, these two weeks, you know, they were, they were de- like I said, could have been better, could have been worse. But I lived to fight again is what I said. So what what I say. So Nick and I immediately, we loaded out and we had to head start heading home because uh, I needed to drop him off here in Houston for some stuff. I had to pick up. I had a, a 130 books, I think, waiting here at my house for me to pick up so that I could take back out to the road. So I had to come back anyway. But we drove all night. Um, Got home about 6 a.m. here at H-Town to the old uh, Wayne Manor, and uh, yeah, and now here we are. So um, it was, I have to say, uh, a very good day in Atlanta, uh, Days of the Dead 2021, Uh, a little slower than I would have liked, but also uh, we found out that DragonCon is the next weekend, which is this weekend, if you're listening to this today, so it's like a week from that convention is one of the hugest conventions in the world, in the, I don't know, in the world in the states at least i don't know dragon con takes up four hotels it's it's huge so very big very big convention um so that might have affected attendance and spending and stuff a little bit but what are you going to do um i i do enjoy that i'm i'm so glad i got to see all my people and uh you know make such good friends and i uh, i wouldn't trade that for anything so there you go that was atlanta days of the dead 2021 <laughs> All right, there you go everyone. That I apologize once again for this being late and missing one, but here's a, a jam-packed episode, a little bit, you know, longer, a double-stuffed episode if you will with two breakdowns, two recaps of Convention Adventures. And uh, I, you know, I'm turning right back around to get out there again, and I'll, I'll, you know, have a new, a new story of adventures for you. But until then, thank you guys for checking it out. If you're new to the show, I very much appreciate the support. Please go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all of your John Wayne needs and wants and desires. Uh, check out the show's page for my dates to see where I'll be. If I'm coming to your city, man, let me know. Let's hang out. Let's party. Um, you can go to the shop page there and pick up any of my books, uh, t shirts, records, stickers, all that stuff is there. And when you order from me, of course, I sign it and send you a bunch of goodies. But all of my books are available on Amazon, Kindle, everywhere you get books from. So I appreciate it any way you get it. And I thank you very much for the support. Please follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And uh, just my old name, John Wayne Communale, on my Facebook. And don't forget to check out my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead. All support is very much appreciated. And uh, I thank you all so much. And I will see you next week in Charlotte with my man Dave. Bye. <laughs>